welcome you back to the Duck Pond Wall. It's a little show where we just sit and catch up with somebody. You know, like we were sitting on the Duck Pond Wall on campus, catching up on the news. Got a fun guest with me today, and I can't wait for you to meet him. Victory Emay, thank you so much for being our guest on the Duck Pond Wall today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a huge honor. Well, listen, we're thrilled. And your class of 2020, I feel like every time I speak to somebody in the class of 2020, I should say, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, we've been through a lot. <laughs> you have, you have. I, you know, I just want to start right there for a second. What was your senior year like at Emory and Henry? Oh, my goodness. You know, it started out very normal, you know, in the fall. And, you know, then we had Christmas break. And then all of a sudden, uh, I actually had a trip planned for uh, to Costa Rica. I was in a class with Mary Kay Briggs and some of my other uh, class of 2020 um, classmates. And we were all really uh, excited and geared up for the trip. And then once March hit the week before, we got the news that we couldn't go. And then I was like, okay, like we can't go. It's a bummer, it really was. But then yeah. I was like, okay, let's just finish out the school year. And then we got the news a week later that we all had to go home. And that, that was, that was tough. That was yeah. really, really tough <laughs> for sure. Well, and you know, I've, I've talked to people about what they did as far as, you know, like job hunting and, and graduate school shopping. And that had yeah. to be weird in the middle of all that. It was so weird. It was really different. Um, like for myself, um, I had to really learn how to be comfortable in front of a screen um, and I'm such like a people person. I feed off people's energies. Um, and so that was really hard at first, but I had to learn during the pandemic how to master that. Wow. Isn't that funny? In the, in the category of skills you didn't even know you were going to need. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, trying to figure out how to act normal while on a video call. That was not on your list, I'm guessing, when you started off your senior year. It definitely wasn't. And especially for me, because I'm such like a fidgeter and I didn't notice that until I started like interviewing and like having more Zoom sessions. And I, I had to like remind myself, okay, like calm down. Don't like shake your legs so much. <laughs> it's funny. Like, I never even thought like about that. that. Well, you know, it's funny. I wonder, I never thought about that until you said that. I wonder if people have learned some, some interviewing skills by sort of watching themselves on a Zoom screen. Yeah, I think so. I like I would record myself um, just like individually preparing for interviews. And I was like, oh, got to do that again. Terrible. <laughs> but I know some people that like they would use like fidget spinners to kind of like calm their nerves down. Um, some people or like people use like stress balls or something like that um, to just kind of help them like just feel more comfortable, um, which is something like I definitely like could attest to because it's, it's definitely nerve wracking. But as, I mean, with the pandemic, you got to adapt and change. And that's something that was definitely easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Well, I, we, we joked about the learning curve during the pandemic that instead of a curve, it was more of a really steep line going straight up. Right. <laughs> yeah. You didn't have a whole lot of a time to, to adjust to anything. So, so good on you for figuring out all those things as you were going along. <laughs> so we were talking about, I wanted to talk to you about your job and you've sort of gone in a different direction than you had planned because you were, were you an exercise science major at Emory and Henry? I was, I was. What were, you, what were you planning to do? So originally when I came to Emory and Henry, the School of Health Sciences was like definitely one of the main factors 
of me going to the school and meeting some of the faculty and um, some of my future peers. And as the program went along, I was very invested until I kind of wasn't. And I had some, <laughs> just like, it, it was towards like the, um, like the end of my junior year to senior year. And I was like, is this something I wanna continue doing? And I had thought about like what I could do. And actually at the time I was speaking to Jennifer Condon who was the um, academic counselor at the time. Yeah. Um, and we were just like, just trying to brainstorm like what I was gonna do. And I ended up, I was like, okay, I'm gonna finish out the program. And then like post-grad, <laughs> I'll figure out what I'm gonna do. <laughs> and so I had actually, um, my family encouraged me to still like apply for like um, health related fields and I actually got into public school, uh, public health, yeah. um, grad, graduate school. Um, I got into two programs, so I was super excited. And um, and then all of a sudden I was, I had a lot of time to think given the pandemic and I was just kind of thinking, I was like, is this something I really wanna do fully? Like that I can see myself um, just kind of enjoying and like getting the most out of it. Cause you know, graduate school is not cheap. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to waste my time and my money if it's something that I didn't feel would fully like fulfill me or feel uh, like, it would, like I would be making a good investment. Sure. Um, so I kind of pivoted, took a gap year, which is something I've never done. Uh, my family was very concerned for me. <laughs> uh, Wait, because it was so did. different from what you normally do? Yeah. Yeah, because like my family, um, I get a little background about them. I come from a family of immigrants from Nigeria. Um, school is very much. Oh, you didn't know? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah, my mom and dad moved here in the 90s. Um, so uh, very much school, 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 school. Um, no breaks in between. Um, and so they're like, that's very American of you to just try and take a gap here and feel it out. And I was like, I was like, just trust me. I was like, let's, I'll figure this out. Um, but even with that, you know, came a lot of fear and uncertainty. Um, but I just, like, I brushed up my LinkedIn profile. I started networking with people and um, kind of like, I, it was interesting. So I kind of had like just little things thrown at me, like little phrases, like sales kept coming in, um, just like, out of nowhere and then like recruiting. And I was like, okay, like, let me just see like what those are about. I've only heard them, but I don't know all the details, you know, about yeah. it. And so I started just looking and just, just, you know, reading profiles and just like what that could look like for myself. And then I started just applying, I applied everywhere. And I got lots of no's, <laughs> many, many no's. It was a very like humbling experience. Like it, I was gonna say, I bet you're not used to that either, are you? Because I mean, you're a you're a smart guy, you're driven, and I'm just guessing that that one must have been a tough one. Yeah, no, it definitely was tough for sure. Um, but I just say I just kept with it, and I really had to like in the moments like where I was like continuing like to like doubt myself. I had to like remember my why. You know, I was like, why am I doing this? Um, like, you know, I'm taking a bet on myself. So like, you know, I don't want to look like a failure. Um, but it was in that, like, where I had to learn how to kind of like just fall on my front and then like pick myself up and realize, okay, it's okay to like fail. It's okay to, you know, I've had a bad interview, but like I had to learn from each, you know, experience and interview and just like, you know, when I was feeling like I was networking with people and just trying to 
you know, just like work on myself. And um, I'd actually, it's funny, I applied to Oracle. I had a referral. So that was really nice. That kind of helped me have a leg up in the interview process. And the first time I actually, so I made it to the final round in like this one division of Oracle. And I didn't um, get the offer after the final interview. Oh. And I was, I was a little taken aback. I was like, man, that, that hurt. That, that one stung. Cause I was like, I was so close. It. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like the whole time in my head, I actually had a timeline. I, was like, I had a timeline. I was like, by, in my timeline was like by a year of like my graduation date, I want to have, you know, my full-time job. So I kept like, month, I had a calendar month by month. I was like, oh God, I was like, I'm not making it. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. And like, that's when it got tough was like having that timeline in my head and like looking like month after month, I was like, okay, like I'm getting closer. And then like, it's like a step back, you know? And so then, so that was like top of January. I want to say, I guess last year. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Last year. And then fast forward a couple months later, I got a call, just a random call. I never pick up random calls. And it was like, hi, this is so-and-so calling from Oracle. I was like, this is, this is a joke. <laughs> You thought it was and, one, of, one of your fraternity brothers just messing with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, come on, y'all. Don't do that. And I pick it up and it was like a very pleasant conversation. She's like, I just want to know like, if you're still in your job search. I was like, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> um, and they're like, hey, we, we have this business development consultant role at Oracle that we believe that you'd be great to apply for. Um, and I was like, yes, yes, yes. Like, just like, let me know what I need to do. They're like, oh, just send up your resume, your email, and all this, you know, other information. I was like, okay, perfect, perfect. And I did that. And um, the process went really well. I, after all the interviews I've had, it, it led to a very successful interview process. The recruiter I had was phenomenal. Um, she, I mean, she, for me, she went above and beyond. Um, just from like encouragement and um, just like telling me how to like, you know, continue to leverage like just the, you know, the little experiences I've had. Cause like, I was just like, I'm not qualified for the sales position. And she was like, you worked as a guest service associate at Target, you know, tell how you leveraged, um, you know, being able to handle um, different scenarios with different types of people and how you're able to adapt and pivot and, you know, still make sure that you're, maintaining that professionalism that's so great that they were so willing to sort of give you hints about how to get it done I know right (laughs) I love that yeah it was definitely super helpful so then fast forward after I want to probably say two months um I got the offer in July um let's see what is it now uh, it's uh, February. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. February. <laughs> yeah, so I got the offer in July, and then I started in August. Uh, August twenty third. Um, nice. It was my official hire date. Um, and and, and I've been exactly, in the world for six months. And tell us exactly you're working for Oracle, but tell us exactly yeah. what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. So my official title name is business development consultant, which is honestly just a fancy way of saying like entry level sales. Uh, position and so I work in tech sales um, and so like my job just kind of entails me 
from like prospecting and um, a lot of like demand generation and reaching out to specific, um, like I'll have like specific accounts I reach out to. Yeah. And so my industry is IT, media and communications, uh, which is super cool. Um, I do work with some pretty like well-known accounts, um, which was like at first really daunting because I was like, oh my God. Yeah, to say, um, or is it a secret? That's the thing. I'm not really sure. Okay, well then let's don't. Let's don't. Let's just yeah. yeah. Let's just say it's big, good, and impressive. Let's just yeah, big yeah. like mm-hmm. well known. Like you, yeah, you probably use some of their products or things like that. Um, well, and, and, and let's, let's back up one more step and say, tell yeah. us exactly what Oracle is. That's a name. That's a company name I've heard for a long time because I think they sponsor NPR. I'm trying to think why I've heard them like a lot. I feel I feel like they sponsor in, something on NPR. So tell us exactly what Oracle does. Yes, that's a very good question. So Oracle is one of the big tech companies. Um, headquarters are in now Austin, Texas, which is where I reside now. Um, and they just deal with different technology services um, and really known for their software and database um, applications. And specifically, so like I am in the sphere of infrastructure as a service and platform as a service, but there's also many different um, <clears throat> offerings that they have, like such as software as a solution um, and just different applications, like whether it be um, like your human resource applications as well. And um, yeah, so I, yeah, so that's like my sphere. Okay. And um, there's just like a lot, lots of things that like rolls into it. It's like data management, analytics. Um, and so Oracle's big push um, over the past couple of years is to get people to the cloud, um, which oh, okay. is basically, yeah. So I, I saw- Does the cloud live at Oracle? I've always wondered where it lives. It, it definitely does. Okay. Yeah. So think of, think of the cloud as like, basically, um, like when I reach out to companies, it's like, hey, like we can basically um, kind of take over for you and, you know, you're in the driver's seat, but you're not having to really drive, you know? And like, so all these, that's, like all the cars are going to be soon. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm following you. Like a, very much a push for like autonomous um type of things as well so well that's awesome well well and and so you've been there six months yes yeah and you're gonna you're gonna stay for a little while maybe kind of move up the ranks a little bit i bet you i bet you that is the plan yeah so typically like with my role people stay with it for like a year and then after a year they usually transition um whether it be in oracle or outside of oracle but most people i know like stay within oracle and kind of work their way up um, yeah. So that's definitely um, something I'm planning to do. And my I work in a team of 11 and everyone's just super awesome. I have an amazing manager um, who has like re- really guided me during my time oh, that's um, nice. at Oracle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good for you. You know, it makes all the difference in the world to have a boss who is like helpful especially your first job or two you know just to, yes. because you know you have nothing to compare it with and you're like wow if you have a terrible boss you're like all bosses are like this this is just yeah. what the world is so good for you that you got a good one so you can see how this is supposed to work definitely no I agree it's it's honestly really pivotal um and contributed to a lot of the success I feel like I've found here at Oracle 
Well, and look, you said you had a team of 11, so, and it's good folks. That's good. So how do you, how do you, man, how do you readjust? You've been living in, in Charlotte, right? Yes. And now you're in Austin, a little bit, a little far, farther away. So, so yeah. how do you like meet people and, and how do you find a social system? I, you know, I've been in the same place for such a long time. I've forgotten how these things are done. And so how do you, how do you readapt yourself and end up in this whole new city with a whole new plan and new friends? And what do you, what do you do? How do you do it? You know, it, it was definitely a transition. Um, moving from North Carolina to Texas, you know, they always say everything's bigger in Texas, you know, but it's, it's actually, it's the truth. They're not kidding. Um, they didn't <laughs> that was like the first thing up. I noticed. Yeah. I mean, the highways are bigger. There's just so much actually like more to do. Um, there's always something like happening. And so definitely the transition was a lot for sure. Um, but also like, you know, it was like a mixture of excitement and like a little fear and uncertainty. Um, I'll just like combine it to one. Um, but definitely first and foremost, like what did help me? So I actually, like a lot of people I feel like that know me at Emory, like I love to play volleyball. And so because I kind of had like a month, like a month and a half before I started, I kind of would just go out to the big parks that were there. Um, like there's one big park called Zilker. Um, Zilker Park, like it's, it is massive. They have sand courts and just open field. Um, and actually a lot of festivals actually held there. Um, for example, like Austin city limits is a huge oh, one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that's, I kind of just like started going there met some people and, um, kind of like found my little like volleyball community. So that was like super helpful. And I like to be active, yeah. um, which is de- definitely something Austin provides. And so that, that was huge. And actually like, and it's funny cause I didn't, know like you know with my volleyball friends like if it would just be on the court friends or like yeah it's on and off you know like on and off the courts and you know it ended up like being on and off the courts and um good yeah (laughs) it was really cool because actually two of the guys that um I'm pretty close with from volleyball like literally live like 10 to 15 minutes down the road from me and so like I get to hang out with them um you know like you know get dinner or just hang out um, and so that was super, super helpful and important for me. Um, and then just later on, when I finally started working, um, just, you know, you have to be a little more intentional when you're working ro- remotely because you have to, you know, actively like slack someone like we slack a lot and be like, hey, like, let's like, you know, get coffee, you know, maybe one day or. Hey, wait, explain um, to us what slack <laughs> is, because for a second there, I yeah. just thought you meant you were slacking. So tell us what slack <laughs> is. So slack is um, like a big messaging tool that. that um that my company uses and many others do as well and so you can like share files um have channels um so like we really really use it a lot in like training it'll be like austin office training and then like we'll have like all of our links and nice. that we would have to like you know click on um and it, was, it was just nice too because you can make like separate channels too to get like you know group projects done and so yeah it's just a really good tool like you know messaging and just you know having that sense of community you're actually really helping me right now because I had taken some notes at a webinar and I wrote down Slack in big letters and then I forgot about it. So like just yesterday I found that note and I was like, I don't, I don't know what that means, but I remember yeah. now that that's what it was, but I just looked at my notes and thought, why was I writing Slack? What? I don't know what that means. So thank you. You just solved a mystery for me. I was happy just- to help. But- <laughs> 
Just to remind everybody, we're speaking today with Victory Ime, Emory and Henry class of 2020. And he is a, well, he, he works for Oracle. And tell us again what your what your fancy title is. Business Development Consultant. Business Development Consultant. That does sound very cool. Well, and I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by all this. And, and I'm hoping that you're going to tell me that you keep in touch with your Emory and Henry folks too, even yes. though you're far, far away. Yes. I definitely make an effort to, um, some months is, you know, a little harder than some, but sure. um, just trying to be like more intentional about that. Um, especially, you know, I was part of Theta Chi Epsilon fraternity. Love my I brothers. You, I was giving you a chance to drop the name. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Love my brothers. I'm also a sweetheart. And I'm too wearing the... You the, are, um, uh, you're sporting Delta the Delta Road Delta shirt tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, love, love those ladies. Just awesome. Um, super grateful that I'm a sweetheart for them and that they chose me, you know, so yeah. super awesome. Definitely, you know, very pivotal also in my time in Emory, that, that community that I really loved and needed. So that's terrific. Well, now, so you were an exercise science major, you were Theta Chi. Tell me what you did at Emory and Henry that you find is, is really helpful to you right now. I mean, certainly the volleyball was working out well since you did some things with exercise science, <laughs> but still, as far as like your work and that kind of thing, are there things that you either did at Emory or learned at Emory that you find that are some things that might even be kind of surprising you that are helpful right now? Yes, I, I really love this question because um, Emory and Henry being a liberal arts college, you know, really taught me a lot. And I feel like really emphasizing the whole wholeness and roundness, you know, that it takes to be just an individual in, you know, in the world. Um, and so one program that I was part of since my freshman year back in 2016 was the Bonner Scholar Program. Um, just an amazing program that it basically was a volunteer program that would also help pay for my tuition. Mm-hmm. And with that, I got to connect with so many different types of people within the community on and off campus. Uh, for example, I've been, you know, I did Boys and Girls Club. Oh, um, yeah, super fun. I love kids. Um, they, I mean, very energetic, <laughs> kept me on my toes <laughs> for sure. Um, and just different experiences. Habitat for Humanity, and then like one semester working as a transcriptionist, and that was really nice because that was. Oh, did you work on the Newburn project? I did. Oh, neat! Oh, that's so cool. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, that was really awesome because it's like one of those things like where you know like you're actively making an impact and you know preserving history. Yeah, um, which is something so vital, you know, because it's you know it's one of those things that would just you know, from years down the road, it's like, oh yeah, I was part of that, you know. That's um, terrific. So that was, that was really cool. And, and then like just a different experience as well in being able to represent Emory and Henry at our Bono Scholar Conference in Kentucky at Center College. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I think that honestly, that was when I knew, I'd always known I love people and I love connecting, but I think being in that space with different um, universities and colleges and just being able to like, you know, just hear like how, you know, they might run their program and just like picking ideas off each other and just being in that like whole collaborative space was just so amazing. I was like, oh, I love this. I was like, I love Aww. networking. I love, you know, um, <laughs> just like, you know, meeting different types of people. And so I, that, that was honestly, that was like probably the moment where I was like, okay, I need to find something that I can kind of 
continued because I, I felt like I really thrived off it and mm. it was just like happy doing it, you know? And so that was, that was really huge. Well, mama though, when you realized so much something about yourself that you realized it could really impact the rest of your life. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty Something swell. like that. Yeah. Um, and then just different experiences like through Theta Chi Epsilon, just learning how to become a leader within the fraternity um, was also super pivotal and just different causes that we supported and different like charity events that we you know did and just that whole sense of like community was something so important to me and it was just something I feel like I have learned and continue to carry on past memory. Well it's that's a lovely statement. I feel like I'll slap you on the on the admissions brochure right now because that was really beautiful. I love that. Well, so, all right. So you're going to be with Oracle for a while. You're going to be with, in Texas for a while. Um, what's, your, what's your advice in case any students are listening in tonight about, oh, I don't know, about failing or about job interviews, about using the career office? What, what would, what's your best advice for a student listening in tonight? Because you know, you've kind of you've kind of just been there and you've seen yeah. some of those things. And now look at you, you got this cool job in a cool city. <laughs> what would you say to a to a student coming along behind you? Um, man, I feel like there's a lot I feel like I could say, <laughs> but um, you had mentioned the career offers, which is actually something I also forgot to mention that really helped me. So actually during the pandemic, I reached out to just a couple of people within the career office. And then at the time Lee Sabetti had just uh-huh. like got into the role right and we just hopped on a zoom one day and really hit it off from there I would you know just do different interview preps and just like he was hearing like where my head was at which was also super helpful during that transition time because it helped just give me confidence and preparation and so to kind of answer your question is like advocate for yourself you might not know exactly where you want to go but just start taking those steps, you know, to get there, you know, whether it be, you know, you might have something you look up to, but you don't really know how they got there, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just like, you know, don't be afraid, just send them an email, send them a text if you have their number, you know, I feel like that's one thing that the pandemic helped with everyone being in a virtual space. I feel like there was a more intentionality with helping people, um, which is something I, I really feel like I benefited, benefited from greatly. Um, cause I, I don't know. It just, felt, it, it just felt different. Like people were like, Oh yeah. Like, let me help you. We know that yeah. we all have this common struggle, you know, as like a world together. Yeah. And so I think, I think it, it just made people more open to be like, just, uh, I'll help you out or, you know, let me just chat with you. And, um, so yeah, I would say like, first and foremost, like definitely just advocate for yourself, go for it. You know, don't be afraid you know because like nothing is honestly too big um like let your dreams be big and just take the steps that you need to you know to go and do that and just you know don't don't just like talk about it you know have that action behind it um it's something i would definitely say um has been super helpful for, for me and something that um i'm continuing to learn as well um i would never say like oh i know everything um but just doing those <laughs> Trust me, you'll say that even less as you get older. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like, you know, like, there's always something to learn. Like, yeah, like being, being open to learning, being open to adapting um, is something very huge as well. Um, and you like, you'll honestly, like, you'll be surprised. I feel like once you just do those things and like, you're like, wow, like 
that person actually helped me or wow, like I took a bit of myself and I actually did that um, despite the fear and uncertainty I might've had behind that. Um, yeah. So I, I would say like, those are some of the things I've, I kind of learned and like, you know, still continuing to learn and just like, don't be afraid to dream big. I, I, I like you, the way you put it when you said, let your dreams be big. I think that's, that, that those are some words to live by. Just, you know, just let them, let them be big. I think you're right. We tend to kind of want to go, let's be realistic. But you yeah. know what? Let's don't be realistic. Let's let those dreams be big. I think that's just fine. I, well, believe it or not, we are out of time. And so I'm going to have to wrap up, but I don't want to because I want to oh, ask you more questions. But Thank you so much for being with us today. And of course, thank you for having me. Victory Emay, class of 2020. You are just awesome. And I'm so excited for what you're doing in Austin, Texas. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Shout out to the Emory Henry Walsh family. Love y'all. Lots of, I really mean that. That's awesome. Thank you all so much for listening into the Duff Pond Wall today and uh, for meeting Victory. Keep on listening to 90.7, the voice of Southwest Virginia. Thank you.